like this, we live in claustrophobia, a land of steel and concrete, trapped by the dark waters. There is no escape, nor do we want it. We've come to thrive on it and each other. You can't get the adrenaline pumping without the terror, good people. I love this town. Welcome, everybody, that's cool enough to be listening to this, to the first ever episode of the It's Only a Movie Podcast. Yo. I'm Tim Goodall. I'm Trav. We're here. We're going to talk about some moves. A move. A move, but in the future, more moves. We've been wanting to start a podcast for a long time, because we like talking about movies with each other, and we just like listening to movie podcasts, so why not? And we just thought that uh, since there's so many podcasts out there that just do nothing but talk crap about movies that we think rule... We're going to take the opposite stance and talk about movies that a lot of other people kind of give crap to and say, these are the reasons that we think that they're awesome. Today, we're going to want to try to talk about Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, which is a favorite of ours that we've seen plenty of times over the years. And we see it getting bashed a lot, but we don't really understand why. (laughs) We would rent from the same rental store growing up. And the only people on the name the name list would be like Tim Goodall or Travis Canterbury or Tim Goodall and Travis Canterbury over yeah. and over again. Whenever you would rent a movie from the place that we rented from as kids, there would be just like you would sign your name to tell them who had the movie at the current time and it would just go back and forth from me to Trav. So we've definitely seen this movie plenty of times. That's pretty much my first memory is renting it from that video store when I was a kid. I always really liked Jason Takes Manhattan because I was a big fan of the Friday the 13th franchise, but I felt like the early movies, it was cool. Jason's, you know, he's hanging out at the camp. That's whatever. That's what he does. But then in my mind, or at least in my kid mind, I thought, well, he hangs out at the camp all the time, but now we're getting real serious because he's going into <laughs> the city. This is the thing now. But uh, apparently everybody else thought that it was kind of stupid <laughs> it makes no sense because like whenever you're viewing it through a kid mind you're like oh man i've seen all these other movies and he's like destroying this camp he's going to new york and just completely destroy new york yeah and that's kind of probably where a lot of people come from when they say that it's a bit of a disappointment the movie's called jason takes manhattan but he doesn't actually get there until like at least a fourth or well no not a fourth like three-fourths of the way through the movie, probably. Yeah. He's on a boat for the majority of the time. And once when he arrives, he's not taking very much of Manhattan. No, he's just hanging out in alleyways and, you know, killing a, a drug dealer here or there. That's about the only thing that he does that has anything Manhattan-related to it. He does show up in Times Square, which was, like, their big thing, I guess. Yeah, he's all about it. Their whole shooting schedule is probably based around the one day that they're going to be in Times Square. That was the only time they were really in New York. Yeah, the the rest of the movie was all filmed in Canada, apparently. And you can pretty much tell, not, not much of it looks like they're in Canada. 
Every bit of it is a back alley and a couple establishing shots of the Statue yeah, of Liberty. Most likely some just stock footage of the Statue of Liberty. So we're just going to run down the plot here so everybody knows what we're talking about. Uh, the movie starts with a couple of young teenagers, as it usually does. <laughs> Always does. On a boat. They're about ready to have their senior trip the next day. But uh, they couldn't wait. They're out on the boat of Crystal on Crystal Lake, hanging out, about ready to try to get down a little bit. <laughs> and the dude is going to tell the chick about the legend of Jason Voorhees, which kind of brings up to me, how long do you think that it's been since Part 7 at this point? At least five years. Because the chick seems like she has no idea what the dude's even talking about, but if the legend of Jason Voorhees is such a big deal, you would think that any teen in the area would know exactly what he's talking about, but he has to run it down more for the audience's benefit, I'm sure, than ours. So he tells her all about how Jason died when he was a kid, his mom came back, etc. And then he sneaks off. He's going to do a little prank on the chick. He comes back and he's got a Jason mask for some reason. I mean, you would think that I guess it's supposed to be a goalie mask, but it's got Jason's axe wound from part three in it for absolutely no reason at all that I can tell. And, uh, you know, he pops out, he pulls a little prank on her, stabs her with a, a prop knife, I guess. Is yeah, that what you like would call it? Retractable blade. <laughs> she is thinking suck, dude. She's like... <laughs> Yeah, she's not feeling it at all. He's he's done got her all worked up, but, you know, he's going to take her back to the bed to try to smooth things out a little bit. <laughs> it's not going to ruin his evening plan. <laughs> so they're chilling. <coughs> they're trying to get down. But then, well, I should say that just a few seconds ago, the dude had thrown the anchor into Crystal Lake. Oh, damn. And his unfortunately... And the last mistake. <laughs> That's going to be where it all goes down. If he had not thrown this acre into the lake. Acre, dude. Acre? Anchor? <laughs> it's going to end up being an acre to him. He's going to get a couple acres. <laughs> he drops the anchor in the lake and it runs across this live power cord that for some reason <laughs> is buried under the water. It's under the water, but it's not under the ground. So it's just kind of laying on the floor of the lake, which, if it's a live wire in the lake, I guess it's insulated. Yeah, but it's still a terrible idea. Yeah, there's a lot that could go wrong there, including bringing Jason back to life if you put your anchor in the lake too close to him. It's like, you do not want to juice up Jason's corpse. Yeah, because, you know, as we learned from Jason Lives, if you put some electricity into Jason's dead body... He's just, he's back. That's all there is to it. He comes on the boat, takes care of these two kids real quick like. And then we flash over to the senior class. All the kids that get to go on the senior trip, besides these kids that are already dead. <laughs> and we're introduced to Rennie, our main character, who, for some reason, I guess is raised by her uncle, but she's hanging out with... A teacher? Is that... I don't understand the relationship. Yeah, it's kind of unclear what's going on with uh, with those characters, but she is, um, you know, supportive of Rennie, while her uncle 
basically only concerned. Yeah, he's he is at all points at some point of being concerned. He might be mildly concerned, a little bit concerned, getting towards highly concerned. We're never quite sure, but <coughs> definitely concerned at all points. The guy is consistently concerned. He was like, he even announces it. He's like, I'm concerned. Jim Miller and Susie Donaldson never showed up, and I'm more than a little concerned. He doesn't know where the two kids that died at the beginning of the movie are, so he is slightly, at least a little bit, partially getting <laughs> concerned about what's going on. This is DEFCON 1 <laughs> level of concern. But the teacher that she is, you know, hanging out with for some reason, gives her a pen that supposedly belonged to Stephen King when he was in high school. Yeah. Which, if this was the late 80s, 89, I guess, 88, something like that, Stephen King probably would have been in high school in the 60s or something like yeah, it's, that. It's, so it's hard to tell where this pen came from. She just found it. <laughs> she just found a pen. Yeah, and was she's like, like, oh man, Rennie would love this. She also likes this book by this guy. I'm going to like make up some backstory for this pen <laughs> so that she'll think that's cool. She spent at least $3 on that pen. <laughs> on a fountain pen <laughs> that nobody uses at she that She gives point. her the pen. She doesn't give any ink, but you see that yeah. eventually Rennie has ink. Rennie just has like a... <clears throat> a stash of ink that she has at all times in case she needs She's like prepared to use Stephen King's pen at all times. <laughs> I need this inkwell just in case somebody was to give me Stephen King's pen. Which they had better. Because I'm about to go on this boat and I'm not going to get many more chances. If nobody gives me Stephen King's pen before I get on this boat, I am going to be pissed. <laughs> and if I don't get a Statue of Liberty necklace while I'm on this boat, it's going down. Heads are going to roll. <laughs> Luckily for everybody... She does get a Statue of Liberty what necklace. necklace. I, it's just a necklace with a Statue of Liberty pendant, which Trav said looked like came out of the quarter machine, and I totally agree. No, there are like three different gift exchanges, one before the boat and two on the boat. Well, we got we got the pin. We got the pin. We got the necklace. Okay. And then we got the sailor shit. Oh, yeah. The, from the captain of the boat to his son. Rennie's uh, pseudo-boyfriend, it's never really established what their relationship is. He gifts her the Statue of Liberty pin, and then he himself is gifted an old and a new thing to know where you're going on a ship, I guess. It's, it's like a sextant and the, uh, the equivalent of GPS at the time. A sextant? Yeah. What's that? What is that? I'm Constant sext. <laughs> <laughs> Getting sexted all day. <laughs> a sextant is like... I am the last person in the world who needs to be describing a sextant. <laughs> but of all the people that are here currently, you are the most educated on what a sextant is. Well, that's terrible because I don't know. <laughs> this is complete exaggeration. But I think it measures the horizon. Okay. Of the sun. Kind of like sense. a sundial. That makes sense. And he also had binoculars. He has binoculars and a collection of weapons that Jason could very likely use to kill people later in the movie. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. That's, We're talking about sextant. It's all sextant at this point. Sextant and 89 GPS, which this kid apparently does not know how to use either one of them. He's a huge letdown to his father, who's the <laughs> ship captain. His dad's going to be the ship captain on his senior trip 
to New York City, so that's got to be awkward. It's like, we're starting off the trip. The kid's getting in there. He's, you know, going to see his dad. Hey, what's up? And his dad just wants to put some responsibility on him right out of the gate. Yeah, he's like, come on, dude. I bought you these awesome presents. Show me how the, you know how to use them. <laughs> and, and the kid apparently knows how to use them. But he doesn't know to blow the horn before he sets <laughs> That's out. true. That That is what is the problem here. The kid can use them, but you got to send out the universal maritime, maritime warning or whatever it is. So dad is really disappointed in the kid. He keeps handing him the microphone. He keeps handing him the microphone. <laughs> He is emphatically trying to get this kid to take this <laughs> microphone, which I don't even know why he's trying to give him the microphone whenever he needs to just pull a lever to set off <laughs> the maritime warning. But he's oh, throwing well. him off. He's testing him. <laughs> yeah. The kid fails the test miserably. And just walks away and gives the box of gifts. <laughs> yeah, to his to buddy. To his buddy who's just sitting there chewing gum. <laughs> Left completely in an awkward situation with this dude's dad. And then somewhere along the way, I think, that we're introduced to this movie's version of the Crazy Ralph character, who basically only lives to tell all the other characters that they are completely doomed on this voyage to New York City. They should have never killed Crazy Ralph, dude. Yeah, if they had kept Crazy Ralph alive and he was at this point just working on this boat, that would have <laughs> been amazing. Every time you... A different Friday 13th. There is a different job for Crazy Ralph. <laughs> so then, I mean, we see a lot of people on this boat, and that's going to kind of bring up some issues later on in the movie of how many people are actually on the boat. I know my graduating class was close to 200 people, and I'm from a small town, so I'm assuming that a New Jersey town would probably have hundreds of people, probably, at least if you're going to be taking out a large cruise ship to go on your senior trip. There's probably a lot of people in there. And it just kind of fluctuates as to how many people we see. And a lot of people disappear over time. So I'm not really sure what's going on. And I always try to factor that into Jason's body count. Because, spoiler alert, but later on in the movie, this ship does sink. <laughs> and what happened to all the other people that were on the boat that we don't focus on? They only save the ones that are the main characters. Yeah, there's like three people that we care about, and then they just completely abandon everybody else that was in their senior class. They just go down with the Titanic, basically. <laughs> and then one that Jason has thrown off the boat earlier that has been swimming for like 45 minutes yeah, waiting for a life raft. Apparently the safest place to be on this boat is swimming alongside of it, I think. <laughs> Julia's got it on lockdown, though. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of Julius, we're introduced to some of our other characters. We've got the guitar chick who is... JJ. JJ, exactly. She is wanting to film a music video with her buddy... Is it Wade? Wade. He has a video camera. He's the film student and unfortunately would probably be the dude that I would most relate to in this movie which oh, is not good because he's a huge loser it seems I'm, like I'm gonna go ahead and relate to Julia's real quick <laughs> you are way better off <laughs> we still get croaked it doesn't matter nobody makes it out hardly nobody's wanting to relate to the characters that survived this <laughs> story I'm gonna relate to Randy real quick cause like she has a cute ass dog yeah she's got she a shows dog. up intermittently they never bring any dog food on the boat with them 
Yeah, she's just going to be. I understand why that dog keeps running away and just showing back up. <laughs> it's like going off trying to find some buffet food yeah. or something. It's like, oh man, I found a chicken bone. This is awesome. <laughs> so we got JJ, the guitar chick. She's ready to rock out. She thinks this place is aching for a video. And Wade, he is not feeling it. And also an asshole. Yeah, he is an asshole, according to JJ and according to most people that are watching it, probably. Aw, oh, man, this place is aching for a video. Wayne, you're an asshole. He takes off, so she goes by herself to go down into the... Wait a second, does that mean that you're an asshole? Uh, Do you identify with being an asshole because you like Wade? Kinda, maybe. Yeah. Do you think that anybody out there relates with J.J.? Nikki Six. <laughs> she she relates with Nikki Six. I think is what's <laughs> yeah, going but on. Now he does. Yeah, it's like a secular thing when they're going off each other's hairdos. Mick Mars. Anybody from Molly Crew? Mick Mars. I don't remember that guy. Mick Mars is the old dude from Molly Crew. He's the dude that looks like he's like eighty years. Yeah, old. like the guy that is, has been reanimated by a live wire at the bottom of Crystal Lake, dude. <laughs> JJ goes off. She's going to film a music video in the power room, which is just like, you know, what looks like Ace Chemicals from Batman 89 or something. She's down there just jamming out to herself. And did you say you think that she she's playing through an amp or do you think that she's playing a tape and like pantomiming along to it? It's a device with capabilities of both. So she's playing like a backing put, track. Yeah, she okay. puts a tape in and it like his play, and then she can play to it. So she's solo, but the sound and the guitar both come through the amp. Interesting. Eighties technology. Man. <laughs> it's important, and she's just all by herself, basically having a music video with nobody to film it. But Jason, who has. Went from the kids' boat at the beginning of the movie to hopping aboard this boat called the Lazarus, by the way. Surprisingly. To, he's lurking around in the power room and he... He was also thinking that it would be a badass place for a video. <laughs> and he thinks that the best thing to happen in the video is to smack JJ in the face with a flying <laughs> V guitar. Which is the best thing for the video. <laughs> yeah. And that's the end of JJ. And then, I don't know who we move on to next, but it's some of these other characters that's just... It might be Julius. Is that when Julius is inter introduced? Whenever he's boxing that one dude? Yeah, there's a couple of chicks. You got Kelly Hugh from a couple of more well-known movies and another chick. <laughs> the, bi the biology chick from this movie? Yeah. They're checking out the boxing team, I guess, through the skylight. And Julius, who is probably the best character... I'm going to go out on a limb. Yeah, because he's the closest to noon as you get in this movie. Yeah, uh, as if you don't know, we are severe fans of Miguel Nunez. And I feel like even though Nunez had already played a character in the Friday 13th series, he probably just should have been casted to play this character too. He should be cast to play every character <laughs> in every Friday the 13th movie. I don't even care. He was, he was like five whenever the first one came out. He should have been a baby in it. Agreed. But it seems like they're almost going for a Nunez-esque character with Julius. Yeah, he's cutting the same promos. Yeah, for sure. And what he's cutting is that he's absolutely demolishing this other dude <laughs> that he's boxing. This guy's getting no punches in. 
He's just absolutely has his arms down and letting Julius punch him in the face <laughs> for like five minutes while chicks are watching from above thinking that Julius rules and that this dude's a total chump. He's undefeated. You know that? Julius is the only senior I'd even consider doing it with. He is so good looking. But he's got his eyes on the prize. He's like, I just want to go in that sauna, dude. <laughs> yeah, All he, I want is this sauna. He's just trying to get through. He knows that you take a few shots in the face. And you end up in a sauna. <laughs> I don't want to go in a sauna ever, dude. That's the prerequisite <laughs> for being in a sauna. This dude, I don't think he's even ever given a name. He's just the dude that Julius owns the show that he is awesome to the chicks. He ends up in the sauna. And he's like, mm. you, so, know you know what got Hilly's wound? <laughs> that sweet heat of that sauna. <laughs> I need to get into this sauna ASAP. With them hot-ass rocks. <laughs> because in that sauna, they got hot rocks. And I'm going to be laying down with a towel over my face. Because I don't want to see what's going on. I just need to be relaxing. I just got punched in the face a whole bunch of times. I need to lay down, put a, a wet rag over my face, and just relax, get some of this theme going get the sweat get the juices flowing basically is what's going on I <laughs> not think. all the juices just some of the juices some of the juices are flowing <laughs> he's hoping that later more of the juices are going to be flowing <laughs> who wouldn't be <laughs> exactly. everybody wants their juices flowing except when you're in a sauna because those things suck yeah because i don't personally want to be in a sauna with no juices flowing because that means i'm sweating and it just seems miserable but that's what a sauna is dude it is misery yeah. And it's bullshit. It's just sitting in a hot place. <laughs> and sweating. <laughs> it's like sitting in humidity. You're like, mm, check out my toxins leaking up from my pores. I guess it is good to get rid of the toxins. Yeah, but fuck that shit, dude. I need to get rid of some of these toxins. I'd rather hold on to my toxins <laughs> than sit in a sauna with hot rocks hot. that you pour water on that steam up and makes it way fucking hotter. I bet it's hot in there. Yeah, it was, dude. <laughs> I guarantee and I, it. And I'll tell you what makes the whole situation worse is whenever you're in there and you're trying to chill, you just got owned by Julius, the coolest dude in the school. Apparently, by the blonde chick. And by our own estimation. True. We are agreeing with the what the movie is establishing. <laughs> if we had to nail anybody from that movie. It would be Julius. It would be Julius. <laughs> and then it would be the dog. <laughs> because it's the second coolest character And then McCulloch and then Jason Because <laughs> those, those are the only characters I remember <laughs> But anyways Then we get what might be In my opinion Best kill in the movie Yeah I guarantee it Because it's fucking awesome Jason comes in He takes his hand Which is still wet And Side note, Jason stays wet the entire movie. Consistently moist. He, he is, is slimy. He's slimy. He's gooey. Yeah. He's moist. He is, what's he the is word that I'm looking for? a pre-baked sugar cookie. <laughs> is that moist? <laughs> and Pre wet. Yeah, moist and wet. <laughs> saturated. That's what exactly. I'm trying to think of. He he remains saturated no matter how far away we get from the point that he left the lake at the beginning of the movie. He is covered in goo, and this goo, he grabs a rock, you can hear it sizzling. 
It's just a sizzle. And homeboy, he thinks that he's about to, you know, have a nice fits or whatever you call it with his buddy. He's going to have a sauna with Julius. He's like, hey, Julius, no hard feelings, man. This is great. No hard feelings. Let's go find them chicks. Yeah, we're going to tap them asses because <laughs> there were two of them and there's me and you. Yep, that's it. That equals out perfectly. <laughs> but nope, Jason's about to put a sauna rock through the homeboy's chest. Oh, shit. That would suck. Oh, he he picks that rock up and it's like, <laughs> and then it stops, and he just drives it in that motherfucker's chest, <laughs> and it catches on fire a tiny little bit. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's like blood everywhere. There's too much heat. Those those rocks are hot as shit. There's, Way too hot to be on a ship, especially a ship that is as susceptible to heat as this one apparently yeah. is later <laughs> on in the movie. In this ship is flammable. <laughs> So that guy is totally owned. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, the end for that guy. But then let's cut to the two chicks. Blonde chick and Lady Deathstrike <laughs> from X2. Kelly Hugh, X2. Let me ask you a question. What other movies has Kelly Hugh been in? Because this one I, and X2. That's the only ones Those that I can think of. Those are the only ones. But it seems to me that she should be like more... Of a star than she actually is. Like, to me, it's like, oh yeah, Kelly Hugh. But why would I be thinking that? Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> you know. It's just X2. You know Part 8 and X2. Yeah, that's all it's that like, there oh, is. It's like, oh shit, she started in Part 8 and the, she was in X2. And the, people that, the people that made Part 8 were like, holy shit, this chick went on to be in X2. That's awesome. <laughs> that gives me some cred. You got you got Lady Deathstrike and Blonde Chick, and they're going to sneak off. To do some cocaine. Cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) And this seems weird to me. Because I'm totally down. Let's say any 80s movie, these kids, they're going to go. They're going to puff up. They're going to smoke the reef. They're going to smoke reef. But then you got these kids, they're going to go do coke? (laughs) Blonde Jack wasn't fucking around, dude. She even had her own personal coke mirror. Yeah. And you know it was right next to her makeup mirror. (laughs) She had two mirrors. She's like, oh man, I need to get my makeup going. It's like, oh fuck, that's my Coke mirror. I can't use that. She's got... It's not going to happen. She's got a makeup mirror and a Coke mirror. And then this Coke mirror gets broken. So then Mm. what's she going to do? She ain't going to use that makeup mirror because that's special. She's going to get her dad to buy a fucking Coke mirror, dude. She's spoiled. You can tell. She's over here doing Coke with Kelly Hugh. Kelly Hugh's not feeling it, but she's going along for the ride because she wants to be popular. Who doesn't? She wants to get in That's with how Julius. That's strike, dude. Yeah, exactly. She she succeeded apparently. <laughs> yep, because she did coke. It's one step. You you what? You do coke, hang out with Julius, and then you're in an X Men movie. Touchdown! You nailed it. <laughs> but they're they're afraid that they might get caught doing this coke. Who wouldn't be? But they're. That's what's funny is blonde chick is like. We're not going to get caught, dude. And then two seconds later, (laughs) (laughs) somebody comes around the corner. Two people come around the corner. Yeah, multiple people. Rennie comes around the corner and is like, have you seen my fucking dog? (laughs) Rennie is currently looking for a dog who got scared away by a supernatural Jason occurrence, which we will get to in a second. (laughs) At some point in our lives. Her dog is run (laughs) off. And she's 
searching all over the ship looking for this dog, and she comes across some cokehead teens, and they're not feeling it. They're worried. She says, I wonder if she'll be a narc. No. No, it's cool. cool. It's cool. I'll take care of her later. She's just looking for a dog. It's going to be all right. But then, McCulloch. Oh, damn, McCulloch. Whatever this dude's name is, McCulloch, he is Rennie's uncle, who is at all times concerned. Yeah. What did I say? You said definite uncle. Possible Possible uncle. uncle. (laughs) (laughs) There is some type of relation going on. I'm willing to place a bet on. There has to be something because he is her legal guardian. Right. And legal guardian. (laughs) And her teacher wants to be the legal guardian, but it's not happening. She fucking should have been. Should have been buying her pens, being nice to her all over the place. This dude is a straight douche. Yeah, he's an asshole. He hasn't bought any type of pen. He didn't even want her to come on the ship. No, and he was like, what the fuck? Why did you bring her here? (laughs) So anyways, that's a, she gets caught giving a coke lesson to Kelly Hugh. (laughs) And he's like, oh, you kids wouldn't happen to be doing drugs over here, would you? And they're like, no way, dude. You know better. You know better than that. Would I do drugs? Oh, well, that's fine. But you need to be ready to give me a biology project, which for some reason we're now on our senior trip and you haven't yet given. (laughs) And you need to be able to give to me before I'll let you off this ship to go see New York. Well, guess what? I'm going to give it to you. In spades. (laughs) (laughs) She's not worried at all. She's got this project all planned out. So we cut to... she got some side action with Wade going on. Oh, yeah. She does. That's what it is. You know, earlier, JJ, she wanted to make a video. Wade, he had some other priorities. (laughs) He's like, I will totally do that for you. You got to give me these two seconds for this blonde chick. I need two seconds, which seems like it's probably at least six hours or something like that. (laughs) He's going to go sneak off, and he's in cahoots. At least this is our interpretation, because it's not made super clear. Blonde Chick is going to give a science report, I guess. Biology. Biology, that's what it is. Yeah, biology report. To McCulloch. And she doesn't have anything prepared for real. She's the only one that hasn't... Officially graduated. This whole class on this ship, we're talking possible hundreds. Yeah. Everybody passed biology except this chick. And she's Understandably tr- so, because she's like, how on coke, dude? She's been doing coke all the time. She doesn't know what biology even is, as is evidenced by whenever she goes to give this project to McCulloch. He comes in. What do you know? What is the, what do you got? What's this project? Describe it, Trav. It's a biology project, apparently about human anatomy, which is the last thing the <laughs> blonde chick knew about. Yeah. Most, she, come, she doesn't seem like she knows much of anything to me. No. She knows about Coke. Coke, and that's about it. She knows about Coke. She knows where to get Coke. <laughs> and she knows where to get a Coke mirror. And she knows how to hang out with Kelly Hugh. Yeah. She's trying to... She's, she's all about Lady Deathstrike. McCulloch comes in and is like, Hey, bitch. What are you doing? <laughs> and then she's like, uh, I, guess, I guess I got this going for you, dude. <laughs> she turns around to the camera and is like, slowly takes off her 
Ric Flair robe. And she's like, oh. Turns around. <laughs> and is like, shows her body to this guy. Braun Panty's body. Yep. Not nude yet. With her heart drawn on her. And then her esophagus leading to her stomach. <laughs> and then her stomach with an arrow, which may as well end with a question mark. Leading towards... We all we all know where it's heading. It's going the same place as everybody's Mac- goes. McCulloch knows. <laughs> He's all about it. <laughs> He's like, I want to put this where that ends. <laughs> but I'm not going to. Because I'm your teacher. He's trying. He's trying to stay professional. He's doing a half-ass job. Yeah. He is definitely laying in the bed with a student, yeah, making her, out. They're straight making out, dude. She's on top of him. He gets up and he's like, <laughs> he's all worked up at this point. <laughs> Granted, completely worked up. Who wouldn't be? You would be worked up if you saw this type of a biology project. <laughs> I wish for that type of biology project. I would have possibly become a scientist if this was what biology was. I would have mastered in biology. (laughs) But McCulloch is not feeling it. He comes to his senses, you know. He's like, fuck you. You are not getting off this boat. You failed. Yep. And you are staying in high school next year. Oh, that's a slam. This is the kind of power that this guy wields. And it's not even real power, but he holds it. <laughs> you know what? You are not passing biology, so you're coming back to high school next year. You failed. McCauley holds the power of Grayskull, dude. Is he? He's like, fuck it. Is he the principal? He is the superintendent or something. <laughs> He's like Superintendent Chalmers all over this <laughs> yeah. shit. He's like, you know what? What I say goes. That's I right. I don't even care if you have an opinion. It's very likely that they would get back to New Jersey public schools, whatever it is. I don't, I'm not sure of the county. Crystal Lake County. Something. Possibly. And, you know, whoever is actually in charge there would be like, you can't make this chick repeat school. She's good to go. And he'd be like, damn. <laughs> but, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Check out this thing. <laughs> This bitch lied to me. She did. <laughs> she definitely lied to him. She acted like she had that biology project taken care of. And he was just like, McCulloch is the victim of this movie, dude. They try to play it off like McCulloch is the asshole the whole move. <laughs> He's like completely used and just taken aback. Here's the thing. He's trying to make sure that Rennie is safe. He's trying to make sure this chick actually does her homework Every step this dude takes, somebody's undermining him. This <laughs> he, chick's going on a cruise. This chick's not doing her biology project. He's just trying to make sure everybody's doing what they should do. He is a teacher whose job is to be concerned by everyone's education, but he is singularly focused on Rennie right. and her being able to swim. <laughs> exactly. And he thinks that she sucks ass at swimming, which and is true. He is right. <laughs> it's true. She sucks at swimming. Which is evidenced by which I'm not sure if it happened before or after the scene that we're currently talking about. Blonde-haired chick totally knocks Rennie off of the freaking boat. This was after. It was after. Yeah. Okay, good. Because they were, like, accusing her of, like, oh, my God, she's going to knock on us, dude. Right. 
So, you know, earlier, <coughs> Rennie came across the blonde-haired chick and Lady Deathstrike. They are totally doing coke. They're like, ooh, I wonder if she's going to narc. And then McCulloch comes, and they're like, ooh, I got to get this biology project done. Also, she narked. <laughs> yeah, she might narc. <laughs> so she goes, she does a biology project, and then she goes, and she tries to kill Rennie by knocking her off the boat, which has the least... What would you call it? Effective. The le- the least effective guardrail system that I've ever witnessed. It's terrible. There's there's literally no guardrail. There's one for there's about... An open space and then four feet away yeah. there's a diving board. I was going to say there's like four feet of a rail and then a diving board. So, I don't know. If you could swim, unlike Rennie, you might be a eight. <laughs> Rennie can't swim. No. She gets knocked off the boat and, you know... Things are going downhill. Rennie is having a terrible time on this cruise ship, dude. And, like, nice teacher mom. Right. Chucks her a life vest or a life preserver. Yeah. She's like, grab that thing. But then (laughs) Rennie never does. No, I'm not going to. No, I'm going to just sit here and drown (laughs) until Jason drags me under the water. Or until Statue of Liberty necklace guy, he's going to jump in after saved her. God bless him. That's going to endear us. To him. It didn't. <laughs> it should have. It didn't. It was meant to, I think. But anyways, at some point we move on to blonde haired chick is taking a shower. She's yeah. going to wash off her biology project. With her terrible, like, almost halfway see-through shower curtain. Jason comes in, and this is the point where Jason seems the most pissed in the whole movie, I think. <laughs> he comes straight in, busts the mirror out. He grabs her first. She comes out of the shower and he's like punches through like one of the 5,000 windows he punches through. Right. Grabs her. Grabs her robe. Yeah. And pulls it off of her so she's naked. Oh, it's a a quick flash. (coughs) It's a quick flash. It's a peek boob It it is a little bit of a peek boob But then she gets away for a split second. Jason goes straight to that mirror. He knows what's up. He's planning it out. In his head. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I got this. I'm going to smash this mirror, and I'm going to stab his chick. And that is what he does. <laughs> right <laughs> on. He walks in, he's like... Right. Grabs the glass. Just like, slowly threatens her. As he does through the whole movie. He's like, yeah. he's slowly he, threatening people, and then just ruining it. A lot of his moves are very slow. Yeah. Unless he's chasing you. Yeah, which we're about to get to, because Kelly Hugh, a.k.a. Lady Deathstrike, she comes in, finds blonde-haired chick's corpse. She's concerned. Of course. Like McCulloch. McCulloch, yeah. But Jason's right around the corner, so now it's a chase. She runs into the disco, which is probably the smallest disco that I've ever seen, with roofs that are... Meant for five foot two people. It's at least dance. eight feet from floor to ceiling. Yeah. It's not much at all. You don't have much room if you want to be on a dance floor. But this is where I want to talk about is Jason teleporting? He's doing something because, like, she sees him and he's not there. She looks where he was. He's not there. Is this a trick of the editing? Are yes. we meant to think that he's <laughs> teleporting? Or is the editing just not very good? Both. Okay, so you think, up until this point in the series, 
I don't think Jason can teleport. You don't think that I he can? I don't think he can teleport. Do you think that he does in this movie? I think he did whenever the lights were dark and they were flashing and there was music playing. Okay. Well, we're going to have some other examples coming up the pike here in this particular movie where it definitely seems like he's teleporting. He's just fast as shit, dude. The edit might just not be very good. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that's what's going on. <laughs> but regardless, you got Kelly Who. She's on the dance floor. She's worried about Jason. He's all about it. She looks one way. He's not there. She looks another way. He is there. Boom. Strangled her. Strangled her. Lift her up to the ceiling. Dropped which her. is about three feet off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and just throws her. And she's like, a clank. And then ruined. I'm going to give it... Up there for kills in the, in the in this one. Yeah, it's a decent kill. It's not. That was another thing I wanted to bring up is that there's not much gore in this movie. No, and, and whenever you see gore, it is blood on the weapon that was used to. Yeah, kill it's her. like aftermath. Yeah, there's no gore in the moment of the kill, and this kill is cool because it seems brutal because he strangles her and then he just drops her to the. Ground like a bag of potatoes. <laughs> she doesn't even bounce. She's like, <laughs> yeah, she just flops. That's what I call a flop. I think <laughs> it's a good flop. That's what they call the good flop. And then she's done. Kelly Hugh is out of here. Lady Deathstrike is no more until X two. Ship captain is oh, about shit. to get owned. But uh, right after his like his right hand man, second hand man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his right hand man gets plowed. <laughs> in the back by Jason. And it, if you watch, it looks like Jason is straight nailing him <laughs> with the longest dick <laughs> and he possible. Is, he is putting it in as far as possible. Yeah, right in his back. <laughs> and then the captain gets his throat slit in the least bloody throat slitting of all time. Yeah, possibly. Like, the captain was about to die anyway because he had no blood. Yeah, <laughs> this dude is dry as a bone. <laughs> okay, so then we got McCulloch, we got Dude, Statue of Liberty Dude. Yeah, I don't even know that guy's name. <gasps> is it Dean? Probably. I, I think that it's Dean. We could look it up, but we're not going to. Nope. What is, what call, we're going uh, from to, now on, Statue of Liberty is Dean. Yep, Statue of Liberty Dude. He rolls up in the place with McCulloch, I think. I don't know. Him and Rennie, they find yeah. the dead bodies. But then, then McCulloch comes in later and he's like, he's oh, like, what is going on in here right now? Because this dude, he might be the hero of this episode as we've previously yeah. established, but he comes across a little like rough, yeah. a little rough at times. He wants to know what is going on in here. Everybody's dead. So then Julius and his crew, I guess it's the boxing the boxing team? Yeah, it's the jocks. They roll up and they're like, what the hell is going on? Everybody's dead. We're they're, going after them. They're going out on a mission. They're going to take all of the sports equipment that they can find and go hunting Jason. Walking corpses are not real. Yeah? Yeah, well, these dead bodies are sure not real, all right? Now... I say we regroup and let's go find this motherfucker before he finds us, huh? Are you with me? Watch your mouth, young man. And you'll do no such thing. I'm in charge here. 
Everybody picks up lawn dart, football. I don't even know what they're picking up for At weapons. least two different guns. There's two different guns available. Because Julius grabs his like shotgun. He's like, That's the thing. Julius, he acts like he's going he's going to be like, Pff. you guys know I'm a boxing champ. I ain't even going out with I'm nothing. I'm just going to punch him. I don't even give a damn. But it's a twist. He's got a shotgun because people be shooting skeet on here earlier in the movie. And also, Wayne got a shotgun. Wayne? Wade. Wade. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever this dude's name is, he got a shotgun. Everybody's going off. They're splitting up. They're going looking for Jason, which is probably not a good plan. A terrible plan. It never ends good. You don't want to be single-handed against Jason. No, even if you got a shotgun. Which, what's the deal with a skeet shooting gun? That's probably not like a real shotgun, right? It is. Is it going to be shooting like a a real shotgun shell? Yeah. Okay. How do you think that the dish breaks whenever they're I shooting? I thought it skeet? might be some kind of like you think a Nintendo NES nerfed job? it, <laughs> nerfed it a little bit. Man, Man, there is definitely shot in their shells. Okay, so I'll give it to I'll give it to Wade. Yeah, he has a real gun. He's got a real gun. He's out it's here not looking. a nerf gun. But here's where he here's where he screws up. He's going around as he has the entire movie looking through a freaking. Video camera lens. Yeah, he doesn't like, know what's actually going on. He's got a video camera lens as his eyes. And then what happens? He gets his glasses knocked off. <laughs> By a steam valve. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, suck. I guess those are gone forever. I'm not going to go look for my glasses. And then continues to carry the camera. And then gets hit yet again by another steam valve. Messing his vision up worse. And then he's he's on the hunt for Jason anyway, and he's like, oh, man, let me just keep going and see what's up. Wade is one of the ones with the guns, right. and then all of a sudden, there's this dude shows up, and Wade's like, blast you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it ruins this guy right in the stomach. He thought it was Jason. Was not. No, it was not Jason. <laughs> he, and he's checking out with his camera, and he's like, oh, man, sucked. <laughs> and then he... Slowest t- pan of all time. <laughs> he tilts up and he's like, oh, damn, it's Jason shit. See, if he would have just waited, he probably could have shot Jason because Jason was right there. <laughs> Jason was chasing this other dude that Wade killed. Right. And then he could have been like, hey, Jason, suck on this one one time. Like, <laughs> and that wouldn't have really done anything, but it would have been better. It would have made Wade feel better before <laughs> yeah. he got... Grasped by the collars and thrown on a control panel that was completely ready to catch on fire. <laughs> I think that this control panel should have had like a warning sign on it. It should have had a grate twice as much as the outside <laughs> of the ship. Yeah. This this control panel should say, nobody touch this control panel <laughs> because it's We going- built this. It was a mistake. <laughs> We screwed touch up. This. Nobody touched this because if you touch it, it's going to explode into sparks and flames. And then if you're Wade and you're wearing <laughs> the most flammable pants of all time, you're done for. I hope you enjoyed your thighs. Yeah, because, because they're gone. And I'm assuming that he must have died just from the throw into the control panel because his body is not moving, but it is on fire. 
and his <laughs> he's, he's not worried about any of <laughs> there's no movement at all his pants are burning up the most flammable pants of all time I think he might have dipped them in some gasoline there was something it was probably some type of perfume he was wearing to nail the blonde chick that <laughs> he, he was, was trying to smell he was trying to get that smell good going yeah he was like oh man if she smells this dick <laughs> she gonna want it Whoo, that dick smell like gasoline up in here. But she didn't even smell it, so nah, it didn't even matter. She didn't want none. She was trying to get McCulloch. I think, I wouldn't have been surprised. She would have been happy to get McCulloch, I think. Who wouldn't have been, dude? He, once again, would come back, he's the hero of the story. Exactly. He has everybody's best interests in mind, and he's like, completely worried that everyone is Okay. So at this point, the ship is currently on fire, and it's going down faster than the Titanic. Everything is bad. Teacher chick from the beginning, who is apparently Rennie's guardian, not really. She leads a whole she bunch. Has a sweet anger on her shirt, though. <laughs> Everybody is decked out. Everybody was ready for this. Ship. Yeah, they're like, oh man, I can't wait for this cruise. <laughs> Check out his anger. It's the jam. <laughs> she takes a whole bunch of the students down into the disco. To hold, just you guys just wait it out right here. Not a good plan. No. The ship's exploding. Everything is going to pot. The ship's flooded out. Apparently, everybody that was in the disco is now dead. Let's just forget about that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't know who they are, and it didn't, it never mattered. We are left with McCulloch, Rennie, Teacher Chick, Statue of Liberty guy. Is that it? And eventually Julius, whenever he comes on. Yeah, they get into the life raft and then surprise Julius, who we thought had been killed earlier. No, sir. He's been swimming this entire (laughs) time. It's been at least 20 minutes. He's been treading water, waiting. Right beside this ship, waiting for somebody to put down a lifeboat. And he's like, thank God y'all put down a lifeboat right now. He and gets on there and he is exhausted. He's like, <laughs> oh, God, thank you. <laughs> He's so glad to get a lifeboat. And then, boom, the rest of the ship, it goes down in flames. But you see Jason before that. Jason's he's up at the top of the ladder. He could get down in the lifeboat, but he's waiting. Yeah, he's he holding off. He's, he's in no hurry. He doesn't care. He knows that what's going to happen eventually. And then the lifeboat. There are... After the ship has sank and Jason is there, it's the furthest from their mind. They're just trying to row towards shore. They are rowing their ass off. <laughs> Asses. Asses. Off. Statue of Liberty and Jules's, Julius's asses are gone by the time they get But them. McCulloch is sitting on the end of a boat <laughs> with an oar. <laughs> just sitting there telling them that they fucking suck at what they're doing. He is sitting pretty, dude. He's got it all. He's got the whole end of the boat to himself stretched out, complaining. Where y'all at? Get this <laughs> row on. It's like we should have been here hours ago. <laughs> I am concerned. Homeboy has still got his GPS from the beginning, <laughs> and he's clicking on <laughs> it, trying to figure it out. You don't even know what's going on because it's not a real thing. But guess what? It takes a while. But then, they get there. Statue of Liberty is in sight. Julius is like, oh my god, awesome. (laughs) Oh shit, check it out! Damn! 
Ring New York. <laughs> Gets the second win, him and the Statue of Liberty dude, and they start rowing for all they're worth toward shore. They get there. They make it to the dock. Finally, we are in New York. Do you realize that this whole movie has been about <laughs> Jason taking Manhattan and we're just now in New York? But, okay, fine, whatever. We get there. Everybody's on the dock. We got McCulloch, Teacher Chick, Rennie, the dog, Julius, and Statue, Statue of Liberty. Liberty guy. Everybody's good. But then... Two seconds later, who is making an appearance out of nowhere? Fucking Jason. <laughs> he has been right on their asses the entire time. And this is where I'm going to throw out my theory that he has been just walking on the bottom of the ocean the entire time. He has to walk really fast, dude. Like He, he would have to have a superpower that allowed him to go against the current. But could it be that his superpower is teleportation? It could could he have teleported to that point at the ocean? In Friday the 13th, part 8? Definitely. Yes. All rules are out the window. This dude is teleporting. He is in New York <laughs> now. Forget about it. Don't worry. It doesn't even matter. So, okay. Finally, we are in New York. This is what we've all been waiting for. So, what's going to happen? We're going to get owned by some gangsters. Of course we are. Gang members? Gangsters? Is that the same thing? I don't no. Know. It's not Gangsters really. have like a little more class than gang yeah. members. These are gang members, I think. Or they could I don't just even be think they're drug. gang members. I think they're just druggy homeless dudes. <laughs> yeah, they're just drug addicts, I yeah. think. The drug addicted homeless dudes show up and they're like they hold up our heroes of the movie. And they're like, Hey, guess what? Randy looks like you give us all your money. We're taking her. We're going to go on a date. It doesn't even matter. That's all that we need. You guys can go about your business, but we're taking this chick. And we're going to an alleyway, and we're doing some dope. Like We have a couch over here around the corner, and it's going to be awesome. I'm going to shoot her up with the most top-choice dope I have. And she's going to be like ruined for like at least the, like half of the rest of the movie. Yeah. So here is where we get into, do you think that these drug-addicted gang members, maybe not even gang members, would they waste their drugs on On some random chick? Yeah. Why would they do that? I don't think. It's 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 seriously a plot point. It's like they're not going to shoot Rennie up with heroin or whatever drug that they have in those needles. I'm assuming it's some kind of heroin-esque drug. Yeah, me too. Because she is the heroine of the movie. <laughs> that was that was what the writer was meaning to do. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? We need to shoot this heroin up with heroin. <laughs> and they do. And she's like ruined and is so close to getting raped. Like, closer than anyone ever wants to be to getting raped. It's the closest to a rape that happens in any of the Friday the 13th movies, I would have to say. It's it's clear that rape is about to happen, I think. It's like, this is unwanted sexual (laughs) attraction. Yes. (laughs) Unwanted drug use? 
unwanted sexual activity by a homeless dude in an alley on a couch. And Jason is freaking out. Jason's not feeling it. He's like, oh, I can't, I can't. He can't abide by that. I can't stomach this. <laughs> For one, like, we know Jason don't like drugs. And he doesn't like sex. He doesn't like sex. This is a double whammy for and, him. And they're teenagers. It's a three-peat, dude. Yep. It's a, this is the hat trick of shit that Jason doesn't like. These drug addicts had it coming. Mm-hmm. They get... One of them gets impaled by the needle he shot heroin yep. into Rennie with. All the way through. And I feel like this is kind of always seemed weird that he is able to put that needle all so far through this guy's chest. It seems like, I don't know, it just seems like he's pushing it way too far through that guy's chest. Yeah, but he is going for the gusto. Dude. He might, yeah, he's probably going, his hand's probably halfway through this guy's sternum. At he this was point. like, I met this chick when I was little in the lake, dude. <laughs> yeah. Here is this needle right to your chest, through your back, into your gullet. If anybody's going to kill this chick, it's going to be me. Yeah. It's like, you don't even know her. <laughs> <laughs> I knew her when she was getting swimming lessons, goddamn. <laughs> I met her first whenever her uncle teacher dad <laughs> threw her in the lake for swimming lessons and she sucked. She sucked like, at it. I'll tell you, she sucked. I, was yeah. like, if she, I wasn't helping because I, I was trying to pull her foot down. <laughs> I thought she could breathe underwater like me. I didn't know. So I was like, come on, come here, let's see what's going on. I got this sweet-ass heroin. Hey. I'll shoot you up with it, and I'm going to rape you. Hey, I, I'm a mongoloid zombie <laughs> dude underneath this water right now. Come on down. And she was like, I'm not feeling this. I was like, I don't even want any of that, dude. I can't even swim, dude. I can't even get down with this. <laughs> I was like, I'm not interested in you. Scarred her for life. Yeah, until she got the Stephen King pen <laughs> and went on the trip. Exactly. With her dog. Which they didn't pack any dog food for. That We will return to the fact that this poor dog, he doesn't have any freaking dog food on this no, shit. No, he was just like rolling around trying to find food and it's just like... That's why he keeps disappearing all the time. He's looking for some freaking food. He yeah. can't find any, dude. He's like, oh man. Nobody is feeding this dog. <laughs> it's like, I wish I could eat this handkerchief I have around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> they put this on me. To make me look cool, but I'm so hungry, I'm ready to eat this. This right makes now. them look like they care. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. My only hope is that Rennie was fixing to give that dog a steak off the buffet on that ship, dude. You know who she was. She probably was. She, the only person that cared about Rennie on that ship was like. Teacher Chick. Teacher Chick, Ship Captain Son, yep. and that dog. Yep. That's the only three that gave she a damn about She had to keep them all in steak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I got steak for each one of y'all. He's like, guess what? This is what you get for thinking about me. <laughs> this is, thank you for giving me that Stephen King pen. Here's a steak. <laughs> That's retarded. I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for my <laughs> Statue of Liberty necklace. Here's a steak. <laughs> thank you for being a cool dog. With a neckerchief, here's a steak. steak. And that dog, the dog was the most appreciative of all. He was like, he didn't understand what was going on. He was (laughs) just just so happy. Thank God I got a steak right now. He's like, oh man, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, other gang member drug addict dude 
gets his head slammed into a pipe. Yeah. And I <laughs> with, guess. With the tiniest bit of steam. Yeah. That was just enough to <laughs> knock Wade's glasses off. <laughs> yeah. But that dude is dead. This dude is done for. He's, uh, he's done up. But here's the question. You posed it. While we were watching the movie, I'm about to pose it to you. Oh, Currently, oh damn, is there any possibility? I don't even want to say it. Oh shit! Could Rennie get AIDS? Rennie has AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Rennie totally got AIDS from that needle. Rennie got abducted by gang members, possible gang members, definite drug addicts. She got shot up by a possible used needle in a... Definite used needle, dude. Definite used needle. Those guys don't a, have extra needles. These guys are not going to the medical supply warehouse to get extra needles. <laughs> the Unita Medical Supply? Yeah, they're not going to Unita. These dudes are using needles as often as they can. They're going to shoot Rennie up. Whew, I don't even want to say it, but it's possible that this chick got age right now. Yeah, she's out. And it's a byproduct. Like, Jason, he eventually got Rennie. Yeah, that's true. Because he chased her to New York. And then she. It was his plan the whole time. Yeah, he was like, oh man, this bitch will get AIDS. I don't even do anything. <laughs> I can just chill out. Let me just take a chick to New York, and then the rest will take care of itself. <laughs> I was like, this will give me the chance to uh, walk through Times Square. <laughs> I can look around, see the sights. Kick a boombox. <laughs> I can dunk McCulloch in a fucking <laughs> barrel full of weird shit and a dead rat. <laughs> yeah. I just feel bad because Rennie, she's a good heroine. She's cool. <laughs> she's good on heroin. She's good on heroin. She's having, she's tripping out a little bit. Yeah, because she gets all fucked up whenever the cops are like taking her in. Yeah, the cops eventually come. This chick, she's all tripping out on whatever drugs that these homeboys put her on. And it's very likely she got AIDS. <laughs> she definitely has AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tragedy of the whole movie. Yeah, I think. you don't even think about it. Unless the you whole, were aware of the situation of the 80s. I think that the whole movie is just really an anti-drug PSA. That's all it is because you get to that and you're like... Yeah, don't want to go to New York. It's like, they didn't rape her, but... They put AIDS they in They totally her. shot her up with drugs. <laughs> and she is ruined. Yep, she's owned. Rennie has AIDS. Rennie has AIDS is the moral of this movie, I think. <laughs> and she's going to give them to her boyfriend... Yep. And her dog. Yeah. That poor dog. Didn't have anything going on. I'm going to hold out hope for that dog. Because in any movie, I do not ever want the dog to get owned. Never. And when it does happen, I get pissed off. Me too. Because, Halloween. Yep. Ruins it. It, ha eh, it didn't ruin it. It made you feel bad. <laughs> it made me feel bad. It makes Michael Myers more of a villain. Yeah, but like a way villain. Yeah. It's like you can't even feel anything. You can kill as many teens as you want. You better not kill that dog. Exactly. And that's what happens in this movie. These drug addicts, they give her AIDS. And then somehow <laughs> she puts AIDS in the dog food. <laughs> <laughs> Kills the dog. At this point, we flash over to Julius... Who has split up along with all the other characters. And he's on a roof for some reason. I don't remember why. 
He's just hanging out. He's like, fuck it. He was like trying to find Jason on the roof. It's possible that Jason would be on the roof. You don't know where he is. It's it's possible that he would be up there. And and it's probable that he's up there. Actually, he is up there. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So it's Julius versus Jason. This is what we've all been waiting for. The whole move. It's like the most nailable senior versus Jason. (laughs) Julius is going for it. He's like, you know what? I'm going to beat the shit out of your hockey mask. <laughs> he punches Jason right hooks, left hooks, body shots, whatever. It doesn't even matter. Our problem with this is if you want to punch somebody in the face, but they're wearing a mask that is intended to shield them from hockey pucks, from hockey pucks. You punching them in that mask is probably not going to hurt them at all, even if they're not indestructible (laughs) (laughs) zombies or whatever. It's like, this could be a regular dude. And he would still be like, he was like, that, I mean, it was uncomfortable, but I'm fine. You give him a couple shots in the stomach, that probably hurt. Yeah, and he's like, I might have to poop here in a minute. (laughs) But that's all it is. You get to the end, you're wore out. I don't blame you. You've been boxing earlier. You've been swimming. swimming. You've, been You've been rowing. rowing. You and rowed longer than anybody should be expected to row. I and like. now you're fighting Jason Voorhees on the top of a building. You've given it all you've got. I'm going to give Julius the VIP. On yeah, this. me too. He is by far going above and beyond what anybody should expect. He's for him. doing everything that he can do. He gets no cred. No. No, no one thinks about Julius. But he does what he can, punches Jason, boxes him as far as he can. He gets up to the they almost get to the edge of the roof. I guess that's what he was going for. Trying yeah, to knock like, him off. I'm gonna knock Jason off his roof. It could be awesome. No, and then got wore out. Yeah, he was like oh, take your best shot. <laughs> Motherfucker. Take your best shot. Motherfucker. Which Jason does, and it is a good shot. <laughs> it is his best shot. <laughs> because Julius's head goes flying into the dumpster. Closes the lid on it. <laughs> and it is... The lid is literally closed on Julius's character at that that's, point. That's, that's all you need to know. Julius's body's on the roof. His head <laughs> is in the dust. <laughs> right. <laughs> then we flash back to our other characters. We've all reconvened. We we got everybody that we need back together. There's a cop there. Thank God. Everybody's going to be safe, right? We get in the cop car. No. Nope. Julius's head right on the <laughs> dashboard. Jason doesn't even give a shit about the cops, about any of this stuff. He's like, guess what? I'm going to put his head right here. You're going to be surprised. Jason went and got that head. Out of the dumpster. <laughs> he knew where it went. Yeah. He went and grabbed it. He followed it. it. He was like, this cop's down here. I'm about to pull a joke right now. <laughs> 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 he pulled a joke on <coughs> the whole crew. There's a head in there. Everybody gets scared. They get spooked. Seriously spooked, but as I would. Who wouldn't? If Julius's head was on display, the cop does the cop die? Yeah. What the, happened? To Jason the cop? kills the cop. He ruins him. Yep. Somebody. Slams, Everybody else runs away except for Julius's head. Somebody slams on the gas in that cop car. It's 
Rennie, I guess. Because yeah, but they don't die. Because she's seeing a vision of Jason as a little kid. Yeah. And she wants to try to run him over. But j- real Jason is there. She hits him. That doesn't matter. No. She runs into the guardrail. The whole car explodes like it's made out of Wade's pants or Wade's <laughs> pants or whatever. <laughs> Wade. Wade's pants. And then we go into flashback mode. Oh, my damn. It seems like McCulloch, he's been up to no good. You know he's been up to no good. And he's like, hey, Brandy, you want to learn how to swim? You need to learn how to swim, dog. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> There's a boy at the bottom of his lake. And if you can't swim, he's going to grab you and pull you down. Let me just tell you, he was more right than he ever knew. I know. <laughs> Throws poor Rennie, young Rennie, little cute girl. She's in the ship or the canoe, whatever it is. <laughs> it's a boat. It's a small boat. <laughs> <laughs> Throws her in the lake trying to teach her how to swim, which me and Travis will go on record as saying, we do not, we do not condone this. I don't condone this. that shit. Yeah, not at all. No, that's mean. And it's proof is in the pudding because she does not learn how to swim. She gets dragged down towards the bottom of the lake by Jason, who is in one of many, I don't know how you would describe it, he is in one of many looks that he displays throughout the movie. We see him without hair, with hair, hair. looking the like he's deformed, lazy eye, no lazy eye. No lazy eye, eye. and all he's over just like the chilling out. But he, she definitely gets attacked by ghost of Jason, I guess. Or the actual spirit of Jason. Which right. Is in the lake, and it's like, guess what? You're about to drown, Randy. Unless you learn how to swim. But, is this a good time to bring up, do you think that they were intentionally trying to get on this Nightmare on Elm Street vibe? Yes. At this point... Nightmare on Elm Street had been crushing Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th started out strong, early 80s. Way strong. But then everybody got tired. What's up with Freddy? He's got that supernatural vibe. And that sweet-ass glove. Yep. So, Friday the 13th, we're still going strong. Okay, we're going kind of going downhill a little bit. Let's throw a little bit of supernatural in there. I think that's what they were going yeah, for. you know it was. So we get, you know, Rennie washing her hands with blood. Jason's spirit coming out of the mirror. This is not typical Jason scenarios. No, and even the prequel, like before this, is like Carrie versus Jason. Part seven. Yeah. Yeah, even that at that point, well, there's a little bit of supernatural going on, but it's not to the point where this is. This definitely seems like they're leaning towards a nightmare vibe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Rennie is definitely feeling the nightmare. And at this point, she has a flashback. She realizes that her whole problem, whatever her problem is, I don't know what the hell's going on. She hasn't had a Stephen King pen, dude. Yeah, she needed a Stephen King pen to even feel natural. And that's all because McCulloch threw her in the lake and she got attacked by young Jason. Vision, something, I don't know. Vision, reality. Yeah, it was impossible to determine. (laughs) It's not clear. I'm going to say that. (laughs) It's definitely not. I agree. But let's go with Split Off. I don't remember what happens, but Teacher Chick dies. What's her death? I don't remember. 
We just watched that shit. I don't remember. <laughs> we literally just watched this movie, and I do not remember what happened to that chick. But I do remember, as we've stated, McCulloch gets his head shoved into a vat of toxic waste. With a dead rat. With a dead on rat top. on top that we saw at the beginning in a cameo. Mm-hmm. So now we're down to our last two. It's Rennie. Statue of Liberty, Statue dude. Liberty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to go to Times Square. We're looking for help anywhere we can find them. We go into the diner. Who's in there? Ken Kersinger. Ken Kersinger. Who the, you the might Jason. know. Who you might know from what is it, Draft? Freddy versus Jason. Ken Kersinger was the Jason from Freddy versus Jason. He is the guy, the shopkeep in the cafe that Kane Harder walks into as Jason and is like, Get out my way, bitch. And then <laughs> Kane Harder's like, Suck on this one time. <laughs> Throws him into a mirror. Like, ruins him. And is like, it goes on about his business. He doesn't even care. This dude will become Jason in how many, two movies from now. Yeah. Jason X, Freddy vs. Jason. No, wait. No, that's... This was one one movie. No, Jason Goes to Hell. Nine, and then Jason X. Yeah, and then Freddy vs. Jason. So two movies from now, this dude will be Jason, which is strange. (laughs) Yeah, that's... And I'm not favorable of him. Nor am I. It's okay. He does an alright job, but not my favorite Jason by a long shot. No. No, no, no. He just, he seems ultra sad more than anything. And that might be what they were going for, but I don't know if it was the right thing. I've never once been sad in my life and been like, I need to go kill some teenagers. <laughs> I was like, I know they're having sex. I know they're doing drugs. I know they're drinking. I am really sad. I need to kill them. These need to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thought that we would have, personally. I am not a mongoloid, though. Nope, we're not Ken Kersinger. We are not Ken Hawk. Nope. Anyways, we're running through the sewer system. Yep. It's getting late. Where the turtles live. It's getting late, Trav. It's very late. The turtles are sleeping. Yeah, the turtles, they don't went to bed. Their situation is taken care of for the day. But, here's the issue. New York sewer system gets filled up. Toxic waste every night at midnight. What the hell is going on? Every night. Every night. At midnight. (laughs) With toxic waste. (laughs) They have so many businesses. So many factories. That they have to flood the sewer system of New York City with toxic waste. Where is this toxic waste coming from? From the businesses? I want to know where it's going. Are they just like... Fuck it. Send it to the ocean. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I think that that's probably what's happening. Yeah, you know what's going to the ocean. Yeah. But where's it coming from? What is toxic waste? Let's have a discussion about that. It's like you... you is, build- it nu- is it all nuclear from a nuclear facility? No, it's just shit that's like... Just, just shit that's bad It for doesn't you. sustain life and it's like, well, this is not good. Right. Just flush it to where the shit meets the water and then it'll make it poison and fuck it. So, apparently, New York City is creating so much every single day that they have have to to flush it out. The sewer system. The entire sewer system gets flooded (laughs) out. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. 
I agree. <laughs> Rennie and Statue of Liberty, man. They're running for it. They get to a ladder. Thank God. Yeah, to a manhole. But the manhole was locked, right? Is that, yeah. Was that yeah. what and he's like, Statue of Liberty dude's like beating on that fucking grate. And he's yeah. like, oh man, I can't get out of shit. <laughs> Luckily, Jason's after him. But the toxic waste, it doesn't catch up to where they're at. They're at a high enough level. They're okay. Yeah. And Jason's got Rennie's legs. And he's like, come on down here. It's going to be awesome. Come on down. <laughs> but you don't. You do on fucking toxic waste, right? <laughs> on, the, on you're about to get rumped. <laughs> but she doesn't get rumped. But Jason does. Toxic waste is his Achilles heel, apparently. Apparently. And hold on. Let's flash back. Just a split second. Okay. Because before the toxic waste floods the sewer, Rennie luckily finds a bucket full of toxic waste that's just laying around. And she just chucks it in his face. And she throws it in Jason's face, and, and we he's like, see. Oh my god, that sucked! What is that? <laughs> we see what has to be the worst Jason, Jason face of the entire series. And my question is: Is that his face? In general? Or is that his face after the toxic waste hits him? I don't even know, dude. I don't know either. That's the problem. You think if the toxic waste would melt a face, it would melt a mask, too. Right, but it doesn't completely melt his mask. And then you're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on with that guy's face. So, I'm almost willing to give it to it if it's melted by the toxic waste. If that's what it looks like after it's melted by the toxic waste, okay. But if that's just what Jason's face looks like, is, I have problems. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, because we just came off part seven where he has the most badass looking face of the entire series. Part six might be the most badass. Part six? Yeah. With I, the, the maggot face Jason? Maggot face Jason is cool. But in part seven, when she, when she breaks his mask off yeah, of his he, face. Like he looks ultra pissed. Yeah, that might be my favorite Jason yeah. face. But either way, that. six and seven are way better than what we get in part eight because <laughs> it's a yeah. mess. But we don't even care. We don't care. No, because we're just like, it's okay. Yeah, we're enjoying the shit out of yeah. it right now. This movie is awesome. Everything that's happening up until this point is ridiculous, but it's a good ridiculous. Yeah, it's the best ridiculous. And that that face is also the good ridiculous. <laughs> And the mummy? Mummy? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) We're bordering on where it might get bad, but we're okay with it. (laughs) It doesn't even matter. It's fine. They survive. Jason, for whatever reason, toxic waste turns turns him into the... Original, non-hydrocephalic... There's nothing Michael even wrong Jason. with him. No, he's he, he's, he's like, a regular kid. He's like, oh man, this is great. Thank God this happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad to be back to being a regular <laughs> kid. It's like, where's my mom? Inexplicably, this kid is just now wondering where his mom is. And he's in the New York sewer. But Ooh. we're going into part nine. What happens? Don't ask me. It's, it makes no sense. No. It doesn't even matter what happened in part eight because part nine starts off in the middle of fucking forest. <laughs> yeah. He got back there somehow. He turned into Jason again. 
We'll worry about that later. <laughs> Jason's problem is that he cannot be anywhere near Crystal Lake. That's true. But thankfully, right now, he's back to being a little kid. He's not a threat to our heroes. Nope. And he is totally happy. He's back to normal. In the sewers of New York City. (laughs) Yeah. In the sewers of New York City without his mom. 30 years removed from being a kid. Doesn't know what's (laughs) going on. Whatever. But Rennie and Statue of Liberty Man, they are okay. They made it. They're in New York City. They're going to go to the top. Of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> and they're going to straighten the hell. That is, seems to be the plan, I think. But hold on, because we got a point of view shot. What's going on? Somebody's coming. Who what is it? it? What's going on? What, what is it? It's that it's dog. dog. It's the dog. <laughs> the and dog his is name fine. Is, Everything's cool. His name is Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Toby Hooper. Yeah. He may have very well been named after Toby Hooper. He's alive. Everything is happy. These people are alive. Their entire senior class is dead. But they don't seem to care because they're really, really interested in going to see the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, they're going to go watch the Statue of Liberty, and that is what's up. And that's the end. No, it's not. No? No. Because then the darkest side of the night kicks back in. The best 80s song that the Friday the 13th series ever produced. Darkest side of the night. Darkest side of the night. And I'm going to put it up there. And what I just said... That would make it be in competition with the man behind the mask. What do you think? It's better. It's better. I agree. Darkest Side of Night is better than Man Behind the Mask. Or Teenage Frankenstein. Which are both jams. Yeah, they're they're if you're looking for a horror movie soundtrack featuring a star that you know. Right. There's your jam. Yeah, I agree. Even but, Dream Warriors. Yeah. There's there's plenty, and we will have more to say about that later. But Darkest Side of the Night is the jam. <laughs> and it sets the tone of this movie, and it takes us out. It takes us into the credit. It makes us feel okay. <laughs> you're like, this sets me up. This is like, okay, I know what's going on. And then at the end of it, you're like, I knew what was going on. Yeah, it's all right. Everything's all right. Yeah. Everything is all right. Jason's gone. <laughs> These guys are going to the Statue of Liberty. It doesn't even matter. And that's the end. Exactly. So now I ask you, Travis. Yes, sir. What do you think makes this movie have such a bad rap? The only thing I could say was the ending. The ending? Yeah. This is like, no one wants to see Jason being like, mm. Right. It was like, turned back into a little kid, and he's like, not even chasing him anymore. And it's, the ending it's is the, the bad part of the this movie. The face. Jason's face is an issue, I think. And I think that the promise that you're... Let's flash back to the 90s, early 90s, late 90s, whenever it was. Me and you, were going to the video store and we're going to rent a movie. And it says, Jason Takes Manhattan. And we think that this is going to be a movie that features Jason in Manhattan for the majority of the time. But it's not really. No, it's barely. Yeah. I've often referred to it as Jason takes a boat to Manhattan. <laughs> and, and then kills whoever he had intended to kill along the way. My thought is, like, whenever you hear the name Jason takes Manhattan, you're thinking Jason just going berserk yeah. in New York City. But that's not really what it is. No, it's definitely not. 
And that might be what gives people like a bad taste in their mouth about like, this isn't what I thought that it was going to be. And there's no, there's not as much gore. No, there's a, like very little gore. But at this point in the Friday the 13th series, that was kind of a common thing. The MPAA was yeah, cracking down hard. They wanted nothing to do with Jason. Yeah. They, were like, they were trying to take any gore that they like, could. If you want to make a movie, you need to not show anything. Right. Even though we're going to be rated R, that's shit that you would see on TV PG at this point yeah. now. There's like nothing to it, really. So I just think that people got caught up in what they expected versus what it actually was. And that's probably why people give it such a hard time. But for me, it was always like, if I'm going to the video rental place, I want to rent a Friday the 13th movie. This sounds epic. Jason in Manhattan. (laughs) This is what I want. And I never, I never felt let down by it. You know what I mean? No. It, it always delivered for me. That's the difference between us and like anyone that would be listening right now or just now like getting into this. Yeah. It's like you grew up whenever Friday the 13th is going on, you're like, oh man, I got to see the next one. I have to see the next one. I have to see the next one. Right. It didn't matter what time, what was going on. Jason like, takes Manhattan. See. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like, that's all you need to know. Yeah, and that was, that's what it was for me. It's just like any Jason movie. I will go on record saying that there is not a single Jason movie that really let me down. Me and either. that includes Jason X, and that includes the remake. Like, I'm fine with all of them. I can get enjoyment out of all of them. You take an umbrage with the remake? Only with the guy that says that the chick has perfect nipple placement. There's problems. There are problems. You're taking umbrage. Well, I'm taking umbrage with the characters. Yeah. They are annoying. They're awful. And the characters are what make the Friday the 13th movies. You have Jason killing those characters, but those characters have to build up to you giving a shit that they're going to die. Right. And that's the thing. Like, I think that that's the problem whenever you try to do a modern Friday the 13th, though I wish that we would have Friday the 13th coming out left and right. You and me both. I feel like whenever we look back, it's like, oh, these 80s characters, they're so quaint. Yeah. This is what it was. But now we see characters that we can almost relate to, and it's just like, these people are annoying. I don't like them. It's almost like I want to watch a Friday the 13th movie to get transported to a time to where I can't relate to it almost. So, like, a modern movie with a character like you're talking about, he's talking about her perfect nipple placement and all this stuff, he just comes across as a douche, and you don't (laughs) care about him. Even the old movies, the characters that are supposed to be douches, like McCulloch from this movie, it's just funny. But he's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. (laughs) You... He's going to die. You know he's eventually going to die, but that's okay because the movie is awesome and that's what he's built up to do. But these modern characters, they just come across as annoying. But that's something that this movie nails is just like McCulloch is such a lovable character, even though he's supposed (laughs) to be... He's a lovable douchebag. Yeah, he's the lovable douche for sure. And then you've got all these other characters... They don't amount to much. You've got cokehead teams. <laughs> You've got boxing team, whatever it is. There's not much to go off Lady of. Lady Deathstrike. Lady Deathstrike, she was big only because she went on to be more, and you just think, You're okay, like, oh, shit. yeah, she should be more important than she actually is. It's just better. 
Like, I don't know. The I 80s made it better. And even the 90s made it better. Yeah. Like, the Jason Goes to Hell is better than the remake, in my I'm opinion. Agreed. And that's the thing about these 80s Friday the 13th movies. They're all awesome regardless of how crappy the characters are or how crappy the gore is. They're all just lovable. And, I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Trev? I don't give a fuck if McCulloch even fed that dog, dude. It was only a movie. Look at this.